Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season three, episode three, Blood and Fear. Yay. 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 Yeah. Um, and before we start, we have a little bit of feedback we wanted to um, address. Yeah, both of these, uh, our feedback is more associated with last week's uh, podcast. So we wanted mm-hmm. to go ahead and, and bring those up. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start? You want me to start? Sure. I have one from, uh, we got an email from Joy, who, um, bless her soul, gave us Ficrex. Thank I'm you. I'm very excited. Um, we're going to put these in the show notes. And I read the, um, I've read the short one. Um, it was just a one shot. It was, um, and I'm probably butchering this this uh, bone. It's Ischium by yours, hopefully, on um, AO3. And it's Ick Abbey, of course, and it's great. Um, mature audiences only, children. Oh dear. And um, oh my. So yeah, we've got like we got like three Ficrex, and I'm I'm pretty damn excited. Yes, uh, Joy, thank you very much, and uh, keep writing in. We like yeah. hearing from you. Yeah, we do. And then we got a message on the Tumblr from Seeking Willow, mm-hmm. who actually addressed a question I had from our last podcast. Yeah, usually we just talk into the void, but somebody actually answered us. It was pretty cool. Yes, uh, I asked, why is Takeout always Chinese on U.S. television? Right. Well, uh, Seeking Willow explained to me that it's because when you use their takeout boxes, the camera can't see the food levels, so retakes and different angle coverage doesn't need constant fixing. The actors don't have to worry as much about bite spitting or overeating. Because that would be the first thing we would totally bitch about is be like, oh my God, did you notice her plate had this much and then it had this much? And Yeah, we're the people that would bitch about that. We totally would. So that's Um, good to know. So I'm just, I guess I just didn't think about it from a aspect of filming filming yeah um i always thought about always thought about from like a story point of view i guess so yeah thanks for writing yeah thank you appreciate that so that was pretty awesome so what did you think of this episode i liked it um overall it felt it did feel like a filler episode well, you got to have those eventually but you know what i liked about it betsy ross wasn't in it betsy ross was not in it and i was really really glad yeah because i we're just so worried that she's going to get overused. Yep. Um, the go-to. Because when they do use her, she problems. ain't that great. No, she's really not that great. She's not lighting uh, my, my uh, colonial fire. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So but I thought overall it was good. I did, too. I thought it was very interesting. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of callbacks to some historical stuff, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. Um, I did do, I tried, let me put it this way. I tried to do some research into some of the things they mentioned, but they make up a lot. Yeah, and that's not surprising. So, um, but there are some, some things I can discuss. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Okay. Um, it was directed by uh, Kate Dennis. So we have a lady director. Lady. Um, and she hadn't um, done a, t- she's, she's done lots of other stuff on TV, but nothing that really stuck out as something I should nothing mention. Nothing we've watched. It was written by Damien Kindler, though. <gasps> was it? Yeah. Mm, of course he's going to go Jack the Ripper. Of course he's he like will. my favorite writer uh, yeah. on the show. Yeah. Of course he's the one that's going to go Jack the Ripper. Of course he should have known he if it was him. Yeah. Should've I should have too. Which I got to say, they are down on their job on IMDb because I had to go look this up elsewhere. Well, you know, Miss um, Corn- Corneth mm-hmm. is not listed as being in the cast. Really? In this episode on IMDb, she is only listed in one episode, and it's the Whispers in the Dark episode. Yeah, they're they're getting down on the job to keep IMDb updated. I, I mean, know. I know they don't want to post things 
too ahead of time because it can be kind of spoilery. Well, that was this as of this morning. Yeah. And yeah, that's is, when I checked too. So this is two days out. Yeah. So because we're recording on Saturday. Falling down on the job, man. I know. So it's a little disconcerting. Yeah. But it's October. It's a very busy month. It is. It is. We're uh, gearing up to the holidays. So there's a lot of yeah. stuff needing to be updated on there. So yeah. Whatever. So. Um, so we start out in whatever the hell ruins Pandora's been using that nobody bothers. I just call it the creepy cave. And um, she is looking at her, her tree. Yeah, it's, it's a tree now. Because it's a tree now. It's yeah. much more than just some random plant. It's quite large. And um, she goes and well, calls upon it to give her something? Well... I don't. I think she was calling upon the box. Oh, okay. She was. I think she's talking to the box. Okay. Um, but apparently, from what I can see, it's the blooms on the tree that's important. Yeah, because they they've shown it bloom quite prominently a couple times. And I tried to do a little digging into specifically purple, mm-hmm. uh, because they're I'm, I'm, they look purple to me. Yeah. Um, but I, it was difficult to find anything relevant. Yeah. There was just so many Google callback searches, search results, that it would have been pages and pages. I'll keep looking. Yeah. See if I can find any connection, but it was really hard to dig into. But apparently she wants to know what the witnesses fear. So Pandora yeah. is all about the fear. They fear having sex with each other, so make that happen. There you go. Um. So, but the way she's talking, it sounds like she is specifically after the witnesses. Yes. She is here for them, but... How does she know who they are? And why is she here? Yeah, I don't know. Because, and that stuff, I hope, I mean, it's all very mysterious now. And it's three episodes in. But I hope we find out something about her. Well, I'd like to know soon. before the end of the season. Yeah. And I'd be okay if they don't tell us until closer to the end of the season. But just, if we get through all of this and they don't explain it. Yeah. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. And she's just there to screw things up and whatever. Um. So... She sees uh, this this uh, guy in in the fountain water, and the box opens, and from it comes this weird looking dagger. Yeah, which, you know that's service for you. The box gives her a dagger, and I'm okay. Her sure. box is basically Amazon for evil. <laughs> yeah, but at least it has drone delivery. <laughs> that's true. It does. We need that. Um, so we go to Ichabod, and he is at the uh, historical society. And he is trying to get a uh, uh, a six month extension on his application, and lo and behold, he can't sign it because he's not a citizen. And he has a nice little rant. It's a lovely, lovely rant. It is. Uh, <laughs> My favorite part was when Abby was like, "And there comes the Jefferson," and, and there's out pops the Jefferson. Jefferson quote. What? Okay, so what Ichabod says is, we have more machinery of government than is necessary. Mm-hmm. The entire quote is thus. I think we have more machinery of government than is necessary. Too many parasites living on the labor of the industrious. Okay. Which is what Thomas Jefferson actually said. Okay. And well, yeah, the framers were actually in favor of a small government. Yes. The clerk is apparently not amused that Washington spoke to Donatin de Vimeux. At the archives. At the particular archives, which he was a person. He was General John Baptiste Donatin de His full name is General Jean Baptiste Donatin de Vimeux, Comte de Rochembeu. I'm not making that up. 
We'll have to get Hope to read that for us Look at, at that. some point. Holy there it crap is. on a cracker. That's his name. That is the longest ass name. So I have a link to uh, who he is. He was French. He was a French general who did, in fact, because, you know, in the uh, Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. the were French us. were our buddies. They were our allies. And he's a dude that did work under Washington. Okay. Um, so I have and a apparently link to that. he was at the archives in Sleepy Hollow, and that's why it needs to be apparently saved. Apparently so, but it's the right time frame, so it works out. Yeah, but the extension can only be signed for by a U.S. citizen. Yeah, and he doesn't want Abby to sign it. Yeah, we immediately questioned: Isn't Abby well, helping him? Why didn't she wants Abby? to? But Hello? he's being a bitch about it. He is. He's being a little bitch. And uh, but she signs it anyway. She does. She <laughs> just takes it from him. We're in this together. <laughs> she know. says. And so she's like, I have to go to work, and um. She drops her phone and Ichabod picks it up for her and notices that she's looking at pictures of her father. Okay, first of all. Well, the back of her father's head. Yeah. It just (laughs) really bugged me that A, she dropped her phone because you do not drop your phone. Yeah. That's how you break them. Yeah. In fact, my case is broken right now and I need a new one because I dropped it. Um, But if you're like leaving somewhere... Don't you lock your phone screen? Yeah. So but then they couldn't show she, us this. I know. It just bothered me. <laughs> and I think it's honestly to just be like, hey, remember Abby's dad thing? Because I have a theory about that. Oh, I do too. You um, know my theory. Yes, I do. Okay. And so um, Abby's like, yeah, I still haven't told Jenny. And um, But I have an alternate theory to go with it. Okay. Sorry. And so uh, she's like, she doesn't know if she should just pretty much let this go and move on. Or not. Because too much time has passed, and um, and he uh, Ichabod starts talking about being a full American citizen soon. Was he even listening to what she was saying? No, he was like on a citizen, you know, you know, boner or whatever. And as he's leaving, Zoe Corinth approaches him, and she's like, "Oh, um, congratulations!" And I'm like, "Bitch, back off!" You know what my notes say? What? What the fuck is this chick's name that is all gaga over Ichabod? Because I could not remember her name. <laughs> And it was not on IMDb. Yeah, it's it's Zoe. So my notes say, what the fuck is this chick's name? Yeah. Because I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and I don't mm. like her. I don't like so, her. So, yeah, they and they do discuss. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> I don't like anybody that gets in the way. <laughs> but I've told you why they're there. I know. They're there to push you in the other direction. I know. Um, now, I was thinking about it when I was doing my rewatch. I was like... Is I just I didn't understand the how to do the historical thing. Yeah, that sense made no sense whatsoever. How to do the historical thing. How, how do you? How does a building become historical? Yeah, and I'm like, but he doesn't. Even, he doesn't own it. My first thought was, he doesn't own this building. How can how is he? he able to do this? Well, you can. Yeah, I because it's know. in it's in the community's interest or whatever yeah. that it's named historical. Right. Um. So I, I just started digging into how do you apply for this mm-hmm. so i found the link and i'll add it to the show notes because i just thought it was kind of cool and it can take around two to five years yeah it can take a really long time a and really um, long time i'm waiting for the owner of said archives to get involved and doesn't, find out that they're trying to stop them from tearing it down and doesn't selling the it. sheriff's department own it well see i don't know i assumed so but because that it, it was the archives for the for the sheriff's department for the police department yeah so maybe they were selling it to get money to sell it to a, a private buyer right now the sheriff's department's different from the police department yeah so this is the sheriff's department right yes municipal uh uh westchester county. county westchester county, county yeah. okay mm-hmm. um 
so I always thought that it was the archives for the sheriff's yeah. paper trail because that's how it was introduced to us in the first yes. season. So I'm assuming the sheriff's department owns it. Yeah. So I'm waiting for somebody to get mad that he's trying to turn it or into to a interfere or, yeah. or something. Yeah. So. So yeah. Okay. So anyway, I, I had to look into it because I was sitting there thinking, how was he able to do this? He doesn't own it. Yeah. But. You don't have to own it. To yeah, you don't have to own it for it to be historical and for you to bring it to somebody's attention. The general public, anybody yeah. can. So I want to make that tree over there historical. Okay, okay. let's do it. All right. So we go to uh, some local business, I guess. And this is the office space. Yes, and there's this uh, guy named Nelson, and he's watching his coworker Emily and being all moony and weird about it because um, she's talking to some other coworker who is a jerkwad. I will admit that. But that does not give him permission to do what he does later. I really felt like I had seen this movie before because you've got the hot chick uh-huh. with the nerdy dude who's in love with her, but yep. she's actually dating the dickwad. Yep. That was Wanted. That's every movie ever. Oh, yeah. But I was thinking Wanted. Yeah. Because he, <laughs> yeah, you know, Chris Pratt's playing the dickwad. Yeah. yeah. And then James McAvoy's playing the nerdy, little ner- skinny nerdy dude. Yeah. I don't remember who the blonde was. But I don't think she was anybody of consequence uh, that I remember. Yeah. But yeah. So um, he uh, he goes into the elevator with him and um, he invites her to lunch. But she's going to this birthday lunch and it turns out she's not even talking to him. Which is not her fault. It's not. She was on the phone. And she was not being rude to him. She just wasn't talking she just, to him. I don't think she knew she was ignoring him. Yeah, I don't think she did either. Mm-mm. And so... Um, this guy goes to wherever this party is and he starts drinking at the bar by himself okay now wait yeah my office never goes to places like this for lunch no we're we're not allowed to drink on the job otherwise i mean i'd be a lot more agreeable in the afternoons right now we are we are allowed to drink at off-site gatherings Mm -hmm. because i've done that a few times um yeah, but that's not you during know, like a lunch the base, break. During the, yeah, like at the baseball park. But yeah, it's always after, after. It's always after hours. Yeah, it's not on a lunch break. And that's one serious bar. In the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Really weird. I was like, whatever. And so he goes. We, we're working at the wrong place. Apparently so. So he goes to drink at the bar. And of course, Pandora is there. And she's watching him like moon over Emily. And um, she's got a new outfit. Yeah, she does. And a haircut. New haircut. Yeah. And so, um, so this shows us she really is doing a glamour thing. Yeah, but she's different every time we see her. Which that's honestly what I would use powers for is purely just to be like, I want to cut my hair. Oh, oh wait, I don't mm-hmm. want to have to actually cut my hair. Glamour. That would yeah. be so awesome. That's that's Where's quality that spell? use of magic. And um, no Romani Greek in sight. By no, the way. no Romani Greek in sight. And so Pandora is like, um, we're gonna show her the real you, and she drags him out on the dance floor and they dance and it's weird and he gets all trippy dizzy weird and he um passes out now i want to point out that originally he was doing the right thing yes. if a girl shows you that she is not interested you should just walk away yeah i don't care if she's with some jerky guy who's an asshole that's her problem that is her choice that is yeah exactly yeah but if a girl shows she is not interested in you walk away move the fuck on get over yeah. it consent is a good thing so yeah just wanted that's to point been that. a just, psa just wanted to point that out yeah um so he wakes up at home and there's this dagger that we saw earlier on his nightstand so he passes out at lunch nobody thinks anything of it and he wakes up at home 
Okay. Okay. Which that was a re- that time like he goes to this night to like it was almost like it, sh- it was after work. Yeah, the actual bar. So scene. maybe would they have? They didn't say anything, but so maybe they took off the rest of the afternoon. They shouldn't have been talking about lunch in the elevator because that's what threw us off. If they yeah. wouldn't have said anything about no lunch, sense. I would have just thought it was after work and they were all going yeah, to the bar. That would have made sense. Yeah. But no. Yeah. It was that mention of lunch that screwed me up. So, um, so Matt goes to work that day and, and Matt's the, Matt's the jerky guy. And, um, he is in an elevator and he's like such a douchebag because I'm like, first of all, you should not talk this way about women. Second of all, you should not talk this way about women that publicly. But like, yeah, a couple drinks in her, I got her phone number, and I'm gonna be doing that tonight. And it's and, just, oh my god, it's awful. They desecrated the fist bump. They did. Did you see that? They oh, it was they like the anti the fist, fist bump. bump. And um, so uh, you know, our our poor little Nelson is there behind him listening and getting angry. Uh, and already you're like, wow, this can't be good. Um, well, he woke up with a dagger by his bed. This was did. not going to end well. This That's true. And so we go to um, Jenny and Abby having a talk. And we're like, oh, my God, they're actually talking. And it's great. I was so glad to see them actually discussing something. Like being like, hey, here's what's going on with me. Because Jenny's telling Abby what happened with the shard of Anubis. And Joe. Yes. The whole thing. All of it. All of it. And talking about how she didn't want Joe involved in this. And, you know. And so I I really, really like this. Because Abby's like, I understand where he's coming from. And, um... So, Jenny asks her to trace Randall's car. Yellow car. Yellow car. <laughs> yellow car. I drive a yellow car for the record. So. Yes. Purely for that reason. Purely for the reason. We'll have to... Ex- okay, I think we have to stop and explain yellow car. Yeah. Because I think this is the second episode that we've... Made a yellow car referenced. It's a reference to the BBC radio show... Cabin Pressure. Cabin Pressure. Which, if you have not listened to... You should. You should. Oh, it's it's it is amazing. Hilarious. It's um, so funny. John Finnamore writes is the writer, and he's there are in it. and he is he is in it, and there are twenty six episodes. Yes, it's one for amazing. each letter of the alphabet, and it's about these pilots in this charter airline, and it is hilarious. And I know if you're like me and you're American and you hear radio show, you probably think the Prairie Home Companion, with which I hate. This is actually good. Yeah, this is it's hilarious. It's a story. Yeah. It's not like a show. It's a yeah. It's a story, and it's about this little airline, and it is so. Benedict Cumberbatch so is in it, kids. If he you're is a in big, it. If you're and a big Benny Boy fan, yes, and so is Douglas. Oh, oh, Roger Allen. Roger Allen. Yes, he's in it. So, um, so yeah, that's our that's our cap and pressure plug, right? So you should listen to it. So that's and the yellow car comes from. There's a game. It's from oh, Audrey. The episode Audrey St. Mary. It's called Yellow Car. Every time you see a yellow car, you have to say yellow car. That's how you play yellow that's car. That's how you play. And that's so, yes. the only rule. That's all there is to it. So, yep. yellow car. So, you called it. I did. Good job. Um, I, and that's why I drive a yellow car. Yes. Because of that show. Yes. So, anyway. Um, but they do talk about Joe. They do. And um, so, uh, Jenny's like, okay, she's going to get Abby to run a trace on the car. Mm-hmm. Because they figure that he, that Randall is working for somebody higher up than just him. He's yeah, not just getting it for himself. Jenny mentions that he's a low-level thug. Yeah. He, there's not a whole lot of brains behind him. He's yeah. just a... He's just a fetcher. Right. And um, Abby's like, uh, Abby tells him to 
basically like ease Joe into this whole thing. Oh, and she's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. He's he baby steps. Because he is a little baby. He's their little yes. brother. But he's family. Yes. He she is says absolutely that. Absolutely family. She he she does say that, so Yeah. And um this is when Reynolds comes up and joins them. And uh Jenny's like, I'm gonna go. She's you can see in her face she sees something mm-hmm. something here. And he does say the uh he's heard a lot about Jenny. So I was very happy that Abby talked about I her. Sister. To, but she never talked about Ichabod. Mm-mm. But she talked about Jenny. She talked about Jenny. Now Jenny says one of my favorite lines in the episode here. Okay. Happy agenting. Yes. Yes. I love Jenny so much. She's great. Uh and so so Jenny leaves and um he tells Abby uh that the police need help with a homicide. There was a stabbing, but there's no blood at all. So ever the FBI is involved because it's weird. Yeah, is that why? The yeah, are FBI we going the X Files angle now? Well, okay. And if we can just step back for a second, okay. Um, first of all, it was raining. Okay. In the rewatch, I could. There was one scene where you could see raindrops. Okay, because I, mean, I just I just saw the. The wet shoulders, and I was like, Rrr? "Yeah." There was one shot facing towards uh, Reynolds okay. where you could actually see rain okay. coming down behind him. So anyway, we were talking about that when we were watching it, so we couldn't figure out if it was raining or not. It is. So anyway, um, where was my point? Okay, so we see with Abby being in the FBI, I think it's really going to lend more credence to her running these major crime scenes. Yeah, and it gives her more. Mm, leader not leadership ownership more mm-hmm. power yeah over a scene and yeah. i think that's actually gonna lean in her favor yeah because before she was just part of the sheriff's department yeah um but now this gives her a little more oomph. yeah but power behind her like you power said, behind power, the yeah. scenes and we were wondering before well that's later we'll just talk about that later sorry okay. i'm getting ahead of myself so but that was just something i thought about when i was going through the rewatch here yeah that it gives her more power yeah. over, a, over a crime scene. So this is where Abby takes Ichabod to the crime scene. And we're not really sure how they explain how? that he's there. How is it even remotely historical yeah. for her to, to have taken it's him? It's like they, they almost at a certain... And they, kind of, they did this when he first started working with her in season one. Eventually they just stop explaining why he's there. Yeah. And you're just like... If, if anybody looks at this too close, there's no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, they look at this guy, uh, this guy's body. Go ahead. Um, the <laughs> guy that leads Abby to the door mm-hmm. that she's talking, is explaining to her what's going on, is the same guy we see later. Okay. That's why she called him in to help her with because she was already working with him because this is a Sleepy Hollow Police Department investigation investigation yeah. that she's helping with. Okay. So it's not that she asked them for assistance later is that is that they asked her for assistance now. Okay. I got you. Did that make sense? Yes. Okay. Cool. Because you questioned that. I did. And um so <laughs> the guy's exsanguinated, which means no blood. <laughs> and um which is usually a word you hear in vampire things and um i know it sounded so out of place and he's been stabbed multiple times which of course as we all know from watching cop shows um that indicates rage and um Little minds taught us that yeah and so ichabod remembers he mentions uh somebody named birdie mm-hmm. 
and he's like, I recognize this uh, this mo. He gets a flashback. He gets a flashback that does not involve Betsy Ross. Thank you, God. But he said this happened before he came to America, and he says that um, he's dealing with pure evil. Jack the Ripper. Dun, dun, dun. And we're like, we're what? both like, what the fuck? Because we both know a, a decent amount about Jack the Ripper. Yes, because 1880s. It's, it's 18, it was 1888 was the year of Jack the Ripper. Right. Um, and one of the reasons, well, I've been fascinated by Jack the Ripper since I was a kid. Because Me I'm, too. I'm just that weird and creepy. It, it, it's always fascinating, it's fascinating because they don't know. They don't know. But it also, it also ties into a lot of Sherlock stuff that you and mm-hmm. I, which is how we met, was because of Sherlock. We did indeed. Um, but there's a lot of ties because while Jack the Ripper is historical, which is weird to think that. I know. It doesn't feel real. Sometimes I have to stop and go, Jack the Ripper was real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it sounds so made up. Yeah. Um, but Sherlock Holmes being fictional was also written about in that same time period. Yes. So there's a lot of crossover between the two in fiction. So, yeah, what was Jack was before, was after, um, actually my note says Jack was before Ichabod's time. No. But it was after. Um, and can I just, I'm going to, while we're talking about Jack the Ripper and Sherlock Holmes, I'm going to plug, um, Dust and Shadow by Lindsay Fay. And I still haven't read that. It's amazing. I have it. I have a signed copy of it. Yes, because we've we've met Lindsay several times, and um, she is she's a Baker Street regular. She's a Baker Street babe, so she's big up into Sherlock. And so she wrote a Sherlock How Sherlock Holmes Dealt with Jack the Ripper book, and it is amazing. I can't I believe I still haven't it. read it. Yeah, I can't read right now for some reason. But uh, yes, it's very good because I read her other book. Yes, um, the white book what was his name something white jim white jack white it was a longer name than that but yeah her gotham series the gotham series books those were really good so i had i had to plug that yes yes but um so ichabod explains to abby later at the archives that um he encountered jack the ripper in 1763 what when he was when he was a wee um wee boy at eaton and, um, so we go back to the Eaton College days. Yes, we do. And um, Ichabod is in sixth form, which I'm still not really quite sure how what British means. school works. So can can one of our, or anyone out there in the UK please explain to us what sixth form means or first form? Yeah, the equivalent. Because the forms confuse me. Um, and so his friend Bertie was killed, which we took that to be first boyfriend. Yeah, I have it in quotes best friend yeah and so um he was exsanguinated in the same way and um the uh students formed this group to find the killer and they um, got a posse together they got a posse together (laughs) and um so ichabod goes to his room and he's gonna he's gonna you know like gear up or whatever and he finds basically his equivalent of alfred pennyworth stevens is there to take him home he's alfred and uh, Stephen says that um, it's his job to carry on the Crane lineage. Which really was a big deal in those days. Yes. You had to carry on the family name. Even when I was a kid uh, growing up and my mother's father's family, mm-hmm. um, of my mother's brothers and sisters, there was no one, none of the sons had had a son yet. Uh. And it wasn't until I was nearly, I was in my teens before a male heir with the family name and it was a thing it was a thing yeah it's, it's a thing and it was much more a thing in Back 1763 then. than it was yeah carrying on the family name was a big deal yeah 
Now, I did do some looking around because they do talk about a lot of different serial killers or and or they allude to. Yes. I could not find anything in 1763, no kind of serial killer uh, anything. Activity. Okay. Activity was the word I was looking for. The only thing around that time was the British Jamaica was the closest thing I could find. Okay. Was this Lewis Hutchinson, but that had nothing to do with Eden College. Like I said, British Jamaica. It wasn't even in Britain. Yeah. So I couldn't find anything that happened in Britain for any kind of serial killer. Okay. So this is completely made completely up. Completely made up. Okay. Um, so basically, Crane gets told he has to leave Eden. And um, he did show up the next fall, um, but nothing happened. Set. Um, so he tells Abby that uh, within the last year, he learned about the uh, Jack the Ripper case. And that's when As he- we know it, which is Whitechapel, 1888. Right. And um, he says that, and I have a little bit of a bone to pick with this now that I think about it really hard. Oh, don't do that. Um, Are similar- you using logic? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Mm-hmm. Similar killings date back over 900 years. And so Ichabod links them. Okay. Now, if we look at the, the two, the, the, well, the three murder cases we know about, which is the modern one, mm-hmm. Ichabod's Day, and actual Jack the Ripper in 1888. Okay. Th- they're not similar at all. Not even close. I mean, aside from the fact that Jack the Ripper used a knife, the only that's lo- about all we got that's similar. Yeah, because there was no... Ang- ex- ex- Exsanguination. That word. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Jack the Ripper. No. Not at all. There was plenty of blood. Plenty of on site. And he took souvenirs and he cut stuff off. Oh, yeah. And he was just a sack full of crazy. Yeah, the whole story of Jack the Ripper. Well, it was like he killed. There were five people that are confirmed or attributed to Jack the Ripper. There could be as many as 11. Mm -hmm. They're not real sure about the other six. It could give, give or take. Um, but because forens- that was the beginning of the forensics was back Jack the Ripper case was the beginning of forensics, which yeah. is really interesting and exciting if you think about it. My problem with it with what Ichabod is talking about is he talks about uh it dates back to William the Conqueror. Yeah, ten sixty six. In ten sixty six. First of all, that's a little bit longer than nine hundred years. Yeah. Just a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um Give or take. Let's not split hairs. Um, but he was William the Conqueror. He was not a serial killer. Yeah. He was William <gasps> the Conqueror. I took that to mean William the Conqueror's time. Uh, okay. I'm, I was not. Well, okay. Well, let me see if there are any. I have a list of, of serial killers. Okay. Um, let's see if there's anything in that time period. Uh, no. no. It goes from 5th century... The list I have on Wikipedia starts at 5th century AD and then jumps to 1324. Okay. Anything in between. And this is a list of serial killers active before 1800. Because, I mean, like, if this modern guy, um, Nelson, would have gone after women and started murdering in the manner of the Jack the Ripper we know... Which I was kind then of I would expecting him to. Then I would say make the connection, but the the connection to me between the Eaton murders and Jack the Ripper is very like we're saying they're connected, so let's move on. 
It's the big twist. That's her big twist. I think Damien wanted to use Jack the Ripper in a so story bad. so badly that he made so much crap up. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. But my my watching it, I distinctly, he said starting with, I thought he said starting with William the Conqueror. Oh, I didn't and think I'm it like, that way, but it could be. But that's how I heard yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, he was a warlord. Yeah. Hello. Which, by the way. And there will be a link to this. He was a descendant. Uh, his William's great 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 grandfather was Rollo, Rolo. the famous Viking. Really, I did not know that. You, you never did watch Viking, did you? No. Well, the guy's name was Rollo. Yeah. Dude, William the Conqueror. Hey, great grandkid hey, hey, of Rollo. Hey. That's pretty cool. So, but yeah, there's it's a uh, ten things you may not know about William the Conqueror. Oh well, there you go. History Channel, um, his future he bride, was Jack the Ripper. To, apparently, he's <laughs> that's the somehow. 13th that's the thirteenth item. So yeah, that bothered me that it they there's no ties whatsoever between these murders, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all this stuff over nine hundred years, and so Ichabod, of course, figures that the killer is a supernatural being. Well, if it wasn't, it would not be in the show. Right. Okay. And so Abby's like, well, you know what? We also have modern forensics, so we can use the wounds to reconstruct the shape of the dagger. So they want to identify the weapon. Yes. Now, there's another piece of this conversation here. Abby, they immediately jump to Pandora. Yes. They, they go straight to Pandora, which, sure, fine. But Abby says that Pandora knows Ichabod and has access to his earliest memories. What a huge leap. That was the leap across deduction. the Grand Canyon. She jumped so far. <laughs> that stretch of her, her little deduction there. I yeah. was like, where in the hell did she get that from? Yeah, because they know like zero about Pandora. They know she's appeared to them each separately. And that's about all they know at this point. I just, wow. Wow. And they don't, they honestly don't even know that it's that Pandora. They assume it they're is, but they have not seen the box. They're taking a lot of liberties with this Pandora lady. Yes, they are. Just saying. So, yeah, they want to identify the weapon. Yep. And um, so we go to Jenny, and Abby has located Randall's car, which is convenient. Yellow car. And so, <laughs> Yellow car again. <laughs> so Jenny and Joe go to the motel where it's parked. And um, they break into his room, and they find this woman... Uh, her name is Sophie Foster. And she's like, oh, no, no, I was just, I'm I'm going to hitch a ride with him. And he just went for ice. Uh, and she ha- has her hand up and she looks all innocent. And so, of course, Joe and Jenny leave to go confront Randall with the ice. And um, Jenny has a light bulb moment where she's like, son of a bitch, I used to use that exact same <laughs> lie. And so they, they try to, and before they even get a chance to go back to the room, um, Sophie squeals away in Randall's yellow car. Um, so, yeah. And so they go back into the hotel room and they find Randall handcuffed to the uh, handicap bar in the bathroom. Please explain to me how that woman, A, got him into the bathtub fully clothed, and B, handcuffed him to that tub rail. Yeah. Maybe he's I, super kinky? I don't... Well, Jenny, does, Jenny did ask that question. But yeah. how... But he was fully clothed. Yeah. Of course, I guess this is this being prime time. They couldn't have him naked. But well, they could have because he was crouched in the tub. We wouldn't have seen anything. I just still. It would have been pretty funny then. Yeah. 
Um, and so he's like, uh, Randall's like, yeah, well, she played me. And he's like, she played you too. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of bad blood between them. It's, she's not, like, she's not angry at him for stealing it. It was business. It's almost like it's one of those things where you can imagine this semi-small circle of people who do this Mm -hmm. are constantly stealing shit from each other. Yeah. And it's almost like, And Holly was one of them. And Holly was one of them. Holly was one of them. So... Yeah, when we were watching, I was like, there's no, there, it was business. Yeah. Which I thought that was kind of cool. And um, she, uh, he tells her where he hid it, which was in uh, a lens case or in a, in a camera shard. lens. Right. And it's a, it's a false uh, lens and it's gone. Of course it is. It, it, it gone. And um, they leave Randall there. <laughs> they do. They leave him handcuffed. Um, but this is another logic leap. Is that Jenny assumes that Sophie is somehow connected with Corbin because Corbin's the one that taught her the trick. Well, she says the ploy is straight out of Corbin's playbook, but I'm like, that's an old, old ploy. That doesn't belong to Corbin. He did not come up with that idea. And I am just praying that this is not another of Corbin's strays that we didn't know about. Well... We have our theories. We do. On who she is. We do. But we can get to that when we'll we get to that. We yeah. see her again. And so, uh, at we, home, well, I no, we, in- we get a little flash of Nelson first. Oh, he watches Emily cry because apparently oh, she's yeah. upset about the dead guy. I blocked that scene out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, good. She's crying. Yes. Now's the time to stalk her. You creep. So now we go home. They're at home. Abby and Ichabod's home that they at share home. together. Yay. That's one house. Uh, and so they, they uh, identify the dagger as a Byzantine parangue. Okay, now wait. Which I do have a problem with. The, uh, like the blade itself, yes, you can get that from a wound. Ain't nothing about the hilt. I know. In that wound. I know. I and they recreated it perfectly. Yeah. First of all, Ichabod makes coffee. Um, I'm just going <sighs> to get that out there. And Ichabod, can you bring me coffee? That would be great. I, I know, right? I have that exact same question. I'm okay. Fine, they can identify the, the size the and shape of the itself. wound. Yes, of the blade by the wound, but the entire freaking hilt. Yeah. So and it I was went, perfect. I went looking for Jack the Ripper's knife. Okay. And they actually have um this knife that is currently at um the museum in the Docklands of okay. London. And I'll post a link to this. And this right here. So was it left at the scene? Hold on. Because that's, I mean, how else? Because they don't know who it's Jack allegedly. the Ripper was. It is oh, it's allegedly. allegedly. Okay. This knife is allegedly. I um, mean, it was just recovered in 2013, I think. He claims he has DNA evidence to prove it. That's why they think there's supposedly DNA oh. on this knife. Um, there's a bloodstained shawl bought at an auction that led him to the killer's identity. The shawl was found by the body of Catherine Eddowes, one of the Ripper victims, mm-hmm. and it had DNA evidence on it. Mm. But see, that's the thing, though. Like, evidence, the chain of evidence chain of custody on all this stuff is so dodgy right now well, because yeah we're talking about 1888 yeah but anyway i wanted to see if i could find and it looks nothing no like this no. dagger um i was yeah. curious if they took the if they lifted 
the idea of the dagger from from the actual case and no um, and so there's a legend around this thing that um, those who wield the parang are overcome by an unquenchable bloodlust. Okay, so here's where I get irritated with their twistery. Okay. It's so wrong. Okay. Okay. Ichabod says it's from the First Crusades. Right. The Byzantine parang. Well, right. A parang is a term used for long-bladed weapons such as swords and machetes. That was not... That was not a parang. Right. It was much, much smaller. That was a knife or a dagger. Mm-hmm. I don't know why or where he got a parang from, so whatever. Um, this one, he says... Iftikator al-Dwala? Uh-huh. Whatever the guy's name is. Um, he mentions 958 AD. Mm-hmm. But the guy he references is from the First Crusades, but was closer to 1099 A.D., Mm. I mean, come on. The first Crusades were from 1096 to 1099, not 958. So we can't even get the Crusades dates right. We can't even get the freaking Crusades date right. Good Lord. Okay. But the guy he references, it's I just found him on Wikipedia. He's just some dude. They don't really yeah. know a whole lot about him. So they could have used him, but they could have used the right dates. Yeah. Uh, and apparently this thing turns people into rippers. Talk about a leap of logic. Yeah. And this whole show is one big leap of logic. It, it really is. And um, so we see Nelson go into his car. And um, lo and behold, Pandora is there waiting for him in the back seat. And he's like, leave me alone. And Pandora's like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's basically how the conversation That's how it went. goes. That was the conversation. And she's like, no, you've had a taste of it now. And uh, you can't, you can't go back. And so he, she super close the knife. So she super close the knife. That's yeah. of course where my brain went. Because yep. he tries to throw it away. That was you. And yeah. He very much can't. Like it won't leave his hand. And um, Pandora tells him that he has just one more step to take. Um, and the knife like melts with his hand, and his hand turns part metal, and it's kind of weird. It's, He's like part Terminator I, now or something. I don't know. I was thinking Hulk because it looked like a big Hulk <laughs> fist, like the the gloves you can buy. But black. That's what it looked like. Actually, you don't really see it until later when Hulk he's standing. murder. Yeah, when he's standing in his apartment and yeah. he's, hold, he's like fingering the knife with one hand. Yeah. You could see the big fist. It looks like they took a Hulk glove and stuck spray it on his hand it. and spray painted it with uh, shine, with gloss black paint. <laughs> they must be tight on the budget. There you go. So, um, so we go back to Abby and Abby is telling Reynolds that they're dealing with a ritualistic killer. And that she wants to continue on the case. And so he lets her. Um, well, he trusts her. And then he invites her to dinner. So they can clear the air on a few things. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> and Abby agrees, which is wrong. Which you don't like at all. Which I don't like at all. Well, when she's kind of, she was pretty hesitant until he said he wanted to clear the air about a few things. Yeah. That's only when she agreed. Yeah. So, because she does not want this to be romantic. No, she doesn't. She's very uncomfortable with the whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, we go to the archive, and Ichabod is there, and Zoe comes in. He wants that book, and that book, and he wants all the books. And so she's like, um, hey, hey, cutie. I mean, Ichabod. And she's like, oh, your, your, your desire to become a citizen has touched her. And I'm like, you just want him to touch in you. In her tingly spots. <laughs> in her tingly bits. And um, 
she said that her it took her father more than a decade to become a citizen. And um, so, I need to ask so I'm like, 10 more seasons. <laughs> I need to ask my mother how long it took my Nana to become a citizen. To become a citizen. Yeah. I wonder. I that's, have to ask her. That's a good. Now, yeah. You know, my mom didn't technically become a citizen until she turned 18. Really? Yeah. I thought she automatically was because her dad was. Yeah, but there's it's a bit more technical than that. Oh, okay. Um, it's really it's paperwork. It was paperwork is all it was. Yeah. I mean, technically she was, but it was all paper. She has yeah. a she has a British birth certificate. It's so weird looking. It's like <laughs> it's like a big picture of the Queen on imagine, it. <laughs> no, imagine like a piece of paper about about like eleven by seventeen size. Dang, this big old piece of paper, and it's all handwritten. Oh wow, that's awesome. It's so cool. That's great. But yeah, something she didn't get. Uh, something about her. She had to be eighteen. Okay. To to be a full citizen. <laughs> Ichabod can't present his birth Legal certificate. Adult, um, thing because yeah, he's two hundred fifty years old. Um, so Zoe offers to help Ichabod get his uh, citizenship. And um, at first he's like, no, I, I can't ask you to do that. And she's like, yeah, but my brother-in-law is on the Senate subcommittee for immigration. He's she, like, I would be happy to have you help. I would be honored. She, lo- she levels with him. Yeah. She has been so sweet and so cute. She reminds me so much of Caroline. Yeah. Um, that they killed off in the Weeping Lady episode. Yeah. Bless her heart. From yeah, the, Miss but this Caroline. Is, this is all still the same group of people Ichabod's been running with. His homies. His his history homies, his man. His history homies from yeah. back in the day. So I can see where he would know her from yeah. all of them. Yeah. But, uh, but she does. She mentions her brother-in-law is on the Senate Subcommittee of Immigration, which is a real thing. Yeah. Okay. And I went and pulled it up, and there is a list of all of the members. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there looking at him, going, "So, which one is it? Let him in. Let him in, and which one nobody will it? get hurt. Who do I have to bribe? Exactly. To get Ichabod. <laughs> so, I mean, really, how can he say no? Yeah. Uh, so we go to Abby, and she is checking the dead guy's office. But, but, but Ichabod says to the walls. As if Adams would have done any different. Yeah. He has to defend himself to the walls He's of the like, Ark. Well, there's a painting there's a mural. mural of Washington <laughs> crossing the whatever. The Delaware? The Delaware. The Delaware? Crossing the whatever. Crossing the whatever. Who cares? Um, up on the wall. <laughs> As if Adams would have done any different. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go Franklin to... Franklin would have asked her out. Yeah. He would have, too. He would have totally macked on her. In not so many words, but, you know, whatever. He totally would have macked on her. And um, so Abby goes and checks this guy's office and she confirms that this guy Nelson didn't show up for work today. And lo and behold, he had access to the building. <gasps> so so uh, it, it, she's taking Ichabod to go see him and he's wondering what what Pandora gets from this. And because they don't know about the fear tree. <laughs> no, they don't know about the fear tree. And so um, this is where Abby points out that the enemy knows their past and their secrets. And I'm like, you don't know that. How do you know that they know that she knows that you know that that they know that she knows? And so, um, <laughs> but you know what? At least they're talking about it. That's true. At it's least they're addressing just, it. It's not just happening. Yeah, they're talking about it. They're explain. They're putting in the line of dialogue that explains it, which is something they never did in the first two seasons. That's true. We I don't know ha- countless times we were like, we oh my god, I just needed a sentence. Just give me a line of dialogue and we would understand. And they're giving it to us. Yeah. I still don't like it. 
it's it's a flimsy line of dialogue. Doing it right. Um, so (laughs) they get to this guy's door, and as soon as they get through, he cuts through it with this knife. Um, all right, hang on. Did we miss the scene where Pandora's dragging him down the hallway and invites him to become a ripper? Uh, I think we might have because I okay. thought that was earlier. Because it says Abby has picked Nelson as the killer. All feels too easy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So right as they get to the door, mm-hmm. Ichabod asks, "Is it too much that to ask that the second tribulation be easier than the first? And his yes. answer is the knife through the door. Yes, that would be a no. Yeah, it's not going to be easier. And um, so they break in, of course, because you know the door is really easy to kick down now. And uh, they confirm that, you know, the parang has merged with, with the Nelson. He looks very much like David Tennant in Harry Potter. He did. Here. The whole time we were watching it, I was like, he looks familiar. I was, I was expecting the, the, the tongue thing. The, yeah, I was too. Yeah. But <laughs> in my rewatch, I was typing my notes and I was typing, oh, he looks very much like, and I had to pause it. Damn it, what is his name? It's not Matt. It's the other one. It's the other one. I felt I had failed you as a friend. He looks like 10, not 11. Well, I knew in my face, I knew which, which in my face, in my head, I could see his face. Kidding, you just couldn't come up with the name. I just could not think of his name. And I'm oh, like, oh my funny. God, I have failed as a friend that I cannot remember his name. You know way more about Doctor Who than most I people I have do. watched one episode of Doctor Who in but my But you've been on life, Tumblr. But I know... All there is to know. And Donna is still my favorite. There you go. She um, should be. I know, right? But David. He looks like David. David Tennant, yeah. Yeah. And Which, it being October, you know Harry Potter is all over ABC Family. Hell yeah. I watched, there was like three of the different movies on of this course. morning alone. So. Probably a Harry Potter weekend. As every weekend is on ABC Family. Mm. And um, so, Ichabod's like, oh, we can help you. And Nelson's like, I'm not going to go back to being a nobody. No. So you're just going to go and being a murdering psycho. What ups? And so um, he makes a, uh, he lunges at Abby. And so she shoots him. Now, she's kicked in the door. Mm-hmm. Has the gun in hand, is aiming it around the room. Yes. She says something to him before he lunges at her. Yep. Then she puts around in the chamber. Um... She was never in the Boy Scouts, was she? No, she was apparently. not prepared. She was not prepared. I'm like, N- all of this, and now you put around in the chamber? Yeah, that's Because she pulls the slide back. Yeah. In a real dramatic... Yeah. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Well, and uh, as she shoots him, she knocks him back through the window, and he lands on a car. Damn. And... Yeah, so that, that you get the head head out the window shot that's of her That's a classic Ichabod, shot, and I love it. And she goes, damn. And then he, gets he wakes up, and he gets up, and he runs away. And then she goes, oh, damn. It's such a natural, realistic-sounding, aw, oh, damn. Yeah. Go, Nicole. I was so proud of her. Oh, damn. I love Nicole so just much. Just the way she delivered the second one was just, yeah. oh. Yeah. It yeah. was great. I love her. Can uh, <laughs> her? Oh, Sorry. So we go back to Joe and Jenny, and they are they track this Sophie woman to a diner, which, it, God, I love Jenny's little speech here. Oh, I love how she gives her this little lesson. Yeah, she's like, so I've been here before, and it's out of the way, and da-da-da-da, and you can get this good vantage point, but you have to sit at that table, and you're sitting at the counter, otherwise you would have seen us coming. And the first time we watched this, I was trying to figure, I forgot they put the tracker on the car. 
Yeah. I was trying to figure out how in the hell did they find her? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yellow cool. And I love how uh, Joe comes in and he just goes, sits and sits right by the door and she looks back and he's there and he's like, I'm back up. Sup. Now, while Joe doesn't know a whole lot about Jenny's world, mm-hmm. he still was a Marine. He still yes. understands tactics and strategy. Yes. Yes. He knows how to play back up. Exactly. While he may not know the intricacies. That was hard for me to say. You did it right, though. Thank you. Um, I struggled. Of the plot of what's going on. Yeah. He still knows how to be muscle. And so. and I like that he is, like, she's teaching him and he is not bucking against it. He's not acting like he knows better. He's not being uh, what I would consider a typical jock kind of guy. Yeah, he's it. not being whiny about it. No. No, and, no, hey and man, so, what you let me do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's mm-hmm. not. He's and he's learning about because, like I said, it's he understands tactics and being muscle. It's this the subculture, yeah, the subculture itself. He's got to learn, yeah. and he seems to be being patient enough to be taught. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah, it gives him a little more respect from me. Yeah, that sentence was backwards. Put it in the right order, and you know what I mean. And uh. Jenny, you know, she talks to Sophie and she's like, uh, you must be new to this. And um, she, you know, is like, who are you going to sell it to? And Sophie's like, uh, you don't want to know. And it's important to the people it's important to. And you don't want to know why. And Jenny's like, yeah, so the life you've chosen to stumble upon is not easy. And... um it's a pissing match. It's a pissing match. And she says, the man that I regard as my father left this in my in my protection. And she's not going to give it up. And I was like, ah. If they had dicks, they would be measuring them yep, they right would. now. They would. Um, On the counter. So, Jenny says she found the shard in a hidden compartment in the car pat- battery. Yep. Just like Corbin had taught her to do. So, but it's Randall's but car. But it's Randall's car. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, we needed to point that out. Again, Corbin did not write the playbook on sneaky things. No, it was <laughs> Randall's car. So um, now this is where I decided that Sophie works for Daddy Mills. Yes. That's my theory. I'm calling it now. She works for Daddy Mills. She's a third sister. And that was my, yeah, she's, that that was my first thing, because I thought, oh, that'd be cool. And then I thought, shit, she's a half-sister. She's another sister. And you know what the next episode is called? The Sisters, the sisters Mills. Mills and, and Mills. And when we, um, we were doing the preview cast, I was excited, because I was just like, it's going to be, a, it's going to be an episode about Jenny and Abby. And I'm worried that this is now. This might be where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. And I now, don't know how I feel about that. But. Since then, I have come up with a second theory. Oh, no. If she's not a Mills sister, mm-hmm. she's Corbin's daughter. Oh, shit. Like a like a daughter nobody knew about. But maybe she was... Cor- but maybe she was raised by the mother? Yeah, because we don't know what happened to... Who's out? Because Corbin seems to have some... Because we always were under the impression that Corbin got into this life because of the Mill sisters. Yes. He was investigating what happened to them, and it just became a rabbit hole. But it feels like they're opening it up that Corbin was more involved in this sort of stuff pre-Mill sisters. Yes. Because this... Well, as we already know, this kind of crap's been going on in Sleepy Hollow... For a long Since, time. Well, colonial days, to be precise. Yeah. 
back during the war. So it is conceivable that Corbin could have been involved in crap like this. And the reason why he recognized who the sisters were and took them under his wing was because he was already involved. In the secret war. In the secret war. Mm. But they're setting it up that way. Yeah. So it feels like if that's what it is, yeah. they're laying the groundwork for it. As yeah. opposed to like, oh, by the way, Corbin has a son. Yeah. What? Still bitter about that, Sleepy Riders. I, I like Joe. Yeah. I do like Joe. I do like Joe. So she is either, she's a sister one way or the other. Yeah. She is either a mill sister or she's a Corbin sister. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. I just don't know which one I'd want. I'm leaning toward Mill's sister because they brought Abby's dad up this season for a reason. But they keep bringing up Corbin taught me this, Corbin taught me that. That's true. So it can. And Jenny I know. made the comment no. of Wait. the man I regard as my father. Corbin and Daddy Mills had a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. I actually thought about that during the uh, during the watch. I was like, "Well," and it's almost like there's supernatural <sighs> business going yeah. on. There was an impreg. There was an impreg. There it was, was an impreg fic. Yeah, that's what happened. That's why Daddy Mills ran away. There you go. He was impreg. Because she looks like she could be a mixed race. Yeah. I don't, you know, th- people will become people from whatever mix of whatever. That's true. She could have been. She does look an awful lot like Jenny, though. Sitting them, them sitting at that yep. bar, the, the counter together. Yep. Just a baby version. Boy, she looks an awful lot like Jenny. She looks pretty young. So, I don't. Oh, yeah. She's definitely little sister. It's it's going to depend on how they do it. If they do that, that I would be okay with it. Because I don't know how I feel about another male sister. Mm. She can be bad. Yeah. She doesn't have to turn out good at the end. That's true. And just she because she's to, a male sister. And she doesn't have to be demon bad. She because can just I don't, be working for somebody that, you know. Because right. she, I don't think she's mom. She is not Mama Mills. No. Kid. So, she would be half sister. Yeah. Because Mama Mills would have kept another baby with her. Right. Or would have told them so she would have been protecting her too. Yeah, So exactly. she's not a full sister. She's mm-hmm. a half sister at best. She's a half sister at best, yeah. So, um, so I just thought that, that whole thing was very interesting. I just interesting. wanted to get those theories on the record. Yes, as you should. And so we go to Abby and Ichabod and they go to Abby's office. And they bring up the uh, all the records on the Ripper killers all the way back to whenever. Well, Abby's looking for a pattern. Yeah, which there, Abby, honey, there is none. And because um, they don't exist, because yeah, they don't exist. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting that FBI has details on all these, but whatever. Well, she's looking for the off button. Yeah, she says all of these different cases start and they stop. How do they stop? Yeah, she's, and and that's actually that's actually interesting because that is one of the theories behind the some of the ripper ripper theories they do have involve why they stopped like i think they had why did jack one, the ripper stop one guy that got committed that they thought maybe that's why it stopped mm-hmm. if it was him so stuff like that and so that that is an interesting theory and oh we could do a whole podcast on just jack the ripper so oh yeah uh so abby confirms that back in 1763 in ichabod's case uh there was this outbreak of yellow fever. I could not find any records of yellow fever in that time period around that place. Okay. But he does go on to say that, um, he says no one knew about it, at least yes. that they covered the it up. The truth was covered up. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's, can't, maybe it's not in the historical records because they were covering it, it up. Was a co- at least they said that. At least the writers 
covered yeah. it up. They CYA'd <laughs> for once. Um, and so it turns out that Ichabod was was sent home to protect him from the disease, not the killer. Or he's assuming. Yeah, at that's this what point. he. Yeah, and so um, this is where yeah, each killing ended at the same time as a disease outbreak, which I don't think was the case with Jack the Ripper. Um, and so the uh, they figure that the evil possessing um, the host can't tolerate tainted blood. So this dagger takes in tainted blood and it and and the killer actually dies and therefore the ripper killings stop until the dagger finds somebody else. And so uh, as they leave, they do get um, they go do talk to the forensics person, Danny, and she tells them that she has decrypted Nelson's uh, computer and finds all kind of pictures of Emily. Yeah. And so they realized that um, that's his next victim, which I got the impression that he was taking these pictures for a really long time. So he was a stalker fuckboy before he became Jack the Ripper. Was my theory. So don't do it, kids. Don't stalk people. Just don't. If they don't want to date you, then move on. So, yeah. Just walk away. Isn't that what we Just talked about away. earlier? Just walk away. Um, so we see Emily and she goes to her car in... A parking garage. Parking garages aren't here uh, around here have not been great for the last couple episodes. People get kidnapped and killed and whatnot. So they do have a. Fr- I'm sorry. Can we back up yes, just a second? Yes, because you were looking up the. I was outbreak. trying to look up the outbreak for Jack the, about the Jack the Ripper era. I'm trying to find that real quick because you mentioned it. Yeah. Um. They so they do have a forensics department. Okay. Yeah, they do. Danny. That's because we talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, Abby cannot have every skill set known to man. And I said they need to have somebody. And it can be a short little scene. And they don't have to be in every episode. There it is. Yep. And I like that she wasn't mooning over uh, Ichabod this time. I was was waiting for it. I was too, and I was glad it didn't happen. "Mm." So they go to... Now, are they in the parking deck of the FBI? Because I was one of... In my rewatch, they did an outside shot of what i'm assuming is the fbi building because mm-hmm. we've seen it a couple of times and it yeah. was nighttime and then they go to this parking garage so i'm assuming it was the fbi parking garage no i thought it was the parking garage at her work because why would emily be at the fbi i thought emily was the fbi no emily's his co-worker that he's in love with okay wait 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 but what i'm saying is before they go to the parking, before Abby shows up at the park. Oh, no. I'm in a different scene. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Um, so we see. Forget everything I just said. We see Emily at the parking garage and um, Nelson Fuckboy is watching from the shadows uh, like a true creepy serial, serial killer that he is. And um, before he can get to her, this police car pulls up. And it's this, it's the detective in charge. And he says, uh, he's like, uh, ma'am, we're going to need you to come with us. Dun, dun, dun. So Abby called the cops in once she realized that Emily was going to be a target. And this is where you were asking me, why why, was, why you were why did she call the, the police department to help her? And now it makes sense because this is their right. case. Uh, so that was good. And, and if Abby can't work with any law enforcement, uh, we know she, I mean, we know she's going to work with Sleepy Hollow. Oh, sure. And, and that's talks, her old apartment. Well, she talks about him in the next scene like she knows him. Yeah, she's like, thanks, Rudy. So, yeah, it was great. Uh, so, Abby and Ichabod, this is another where I'm like, what the fuck? They collect two vials of tainted blood from somewhere. 
where did they get the gun from? Where did they get the blood from? <laughs> what know. is it tainted with? Because we've what got the this fuck? gun that shoots these blood samples. I don't know what that is. Well, it's probably a trank gun is what I'm thinking. But yeah. Um, yeah, they have this dart gun. And so they, they only they only have two samples. And Ichabod's like, I won't miss. And um, but they also Ichabod also mentions a parallel between them. That we did not know before we knew this tragic backstory. Uh, they both witnessed evil at a young age. And so I'm like, oh, Aww. I like you drawing parallels between them. And um, Ichabod vows revenge. And I'm like, oh, vowing doesn't really bode well. Um, Never does. But um, Abby can't get Rudy on the phone. Okay, so, yeah. So, yeah. Right before that. Yeah. He talks about, I was just, it's it's so hard to interrupt you. Oh, you're fine. Because I want to just jump in there. <laughs> um, and I don't want to talk over you. Um, but he talks, uh, Ichabod says that, uh, you, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> that was awesome. I have like 10 windows open and something just started autoplaying and I don't know what the fuck it was. I am so sorry. Wow. I bet it was, oh, it's the biography channel I just opened up. That on was Jack the Ripper. Okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Was my reaction more funny? Yes. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so Ichabod's talking about how he was, they were something in common. They were destined at a young age to face evil and lose those closest to them. And there's a flash of, you're thinking Birdie. The, yeah. The quote unquote best friend. Um, yeah. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Um, Total. But this also says to me that there's a really good reason for them to not love anyone else but each other. Yes. Just saying. I like your reasoning. See, I knew you'd want me to, to stop you and point that out there. I so. like your reasoning there. Thank you. I thought you'd like that. Yeah. Might as well just go ahead and get married. So, I know. Because yeah. you can't have anybody else. Exactly. And you're perfect for each other. And you have a height difference. Which is beautiful. It is the best. It really is. So when Abby can't get a hold of this Detective Rudy, um, she figures something has gone horribly wrong. And they head over to the office, uh, Emily's office to be persactly. And so uh, they pull into the garage and they find Rudy's car and he's dead in it. This is where I'm wondering where they are. Yeah. Um, because it was this was the, the scene that I was starting to talk about a minute ago and then realized you were talking about a different scene. Right. Because I was distracted. Um, <laughs> it happens a lot. I'm trying to research on the fly. So this is where they sh they, sh they can't get a hold of Rudy. Mm -hmm. Then they show a quick scene outside of what I'm assuming is the FBI building because they've shown it before, before they do interior shots of the FBI building. So you think Rudy got her as far as the FBI parking that deck he picked and her then up got attacked. And then moved her to the FBI. I'm not sure though. I'm just trying to keep up with where they're, they're just in a parking deck somewhere. Yeah, because I would assume it was the same parking deck if, like you said, they wouldn't have shown that shot of the building that we know to be the FBI building. I don't know. I don't know. So they're in a parking deck somewhere. So they find Rudy dead, and um, they hear Emily scream in the background, and of course they're run towards said screaming, and uh, Nelson Fuckboy is there, and he is uh, threatening Emily. He's got he's got the um, the parang up to her throat, and he's like back off. <laughs> and um, Abby gets pretty close, and um, she's able to kick him away, while Ichabod gets Emily to uh, off to the side. And Abby's like, uh, we you know they 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 think they can actually still save him, 
and they always want to save people though, of course so. they do that's kind of their thing and he's he nelson says he's like he is saved now um now that he has this knife and uh ichabod shows back up because presumably he like shoved emily off to the side and came back and um he shoots at him but the uh this weird armor plating thing he has yeah, now this, stops it. it. Yeah, he's much more Terminator looking here because the, the thing pops up. But if I could interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Um, you're doing great on the recap. I just want to say that my recap for this scene is... <laughs> my recap states, Rudy is dead, girl kidnapped, fighting ensues. Yep. Yours is also accurate. It's a bit briefer. But see, you're, but it is more accurate. you're actually trying to do a recap of the show. Yes. I'm just trying to keep up with you. Yes. So... <laughs> thought you'd find that was funny i like that um yeah uh so yeah and um nelson of course one track mind he wants to go after emily again and um he runs and uh abby uh gets emily into the basement of which apparently parking garages have basements now and um, doesn't yours (laughs) apparently not so ichabod follows and um he gets to confront uh nelson again and the last blood vial gets knocked to the floor okay i have been spending this time trying to find out if there was a disease outbreak around the time of jack the ripper and the who website mm-hmm. only goes back to 1996 oh who the, the world yeah. or- world health organization there seems to only go back to 1996 so okay and I did some digging into Jack. The, why did Jack the Ripper stop? Blah blah blah. Yeah, I cannot find any theory that says that that's why he stopped. Well, Ichabod, there goes your bullshit theory. But you know what? You know what though? His theory is just as valid as anybody else's. That's true. Because nobody knows. That's true. Um. So we uh, we're all like, oh shit! That's the second vial of tainted blood that they got somewhere. And uh, so they have. But a little- it's tainted with what? Well, we find out in a minute. I know, but um, <laughs> I was very worried. I know, I kind of was too. And so they have a little struggle. And um, Ichabod does manage to reload this dart gun. And I thought all of this was unnecessarily too much. Like, this was too much struggle, too much fight. Um, it was important, though. Yeah, and so uh, the long and short of it is Nelson gets the blade into Ichabod. Mm. And we're like, no! And we see the parang uh, start sucking his blood out, and this is when uh, it's not a parang. It's not a parang. Okay. Uh, this is when Ichabod drops uh, the empty vial, and it's empty. <gasps> I did notice on the rewatch that I was because I just assumed he had infected himself. Yeah, because we you were talking about we were watching, and I was like, I you're don't like, know. what's happening? You can't lose. I don't know what's happening. And so we see Nelson collapse. It wasn't very well coordinated. It was. It was. They didn't show us very well. Yeah. Yes. And so Nelson collapses because we find out later. Unless that they wanted us to not to understand <gasps> what was going on. Yeah. To <gasps> what just happened? Because that's what happened. We didn't know what happened. And yeah. Boy, that got complicated fast. And so everybody's collapsing, and Abby <laughs> runs in, including Abby. Abby runs in and she cradles Ichabod's head. Did you notice how big his head looks in her hands? That's because she's tiny. His head is huge. Yes. His head like fills up her whole lap. And she's like, hang on. And I'm like, hang on, baby. I was like, kiss his head. Kiss his head. Well, you know what my my suggestion was? True love's kiss works on anything. That's true. You did say that. So I, I was kind of 
you know, and it's mad. I mean, hell, we have magic in this universe. Why wouldn't that work? I know. Abby's a witch. We and all so know that. Abby's crying, uh, not crying, but Abby's upset, and she's telling Nick about to hang on, and oh, Pandora shows up. Well, she does say an ambulance is coming. Yes, and I guess she called it for Rudy. I guess she. I guess yeah. Or the chick, or just because. Uh, so Pandora just steps out, because. and she's like, um, she asks Abby, "What does it feel like to be left alone?" And then she disappears. It was so weird. And I was like, and a that little, was uncalled for. A little creepy. Yeah. And so, okay, what I'm getting from this scene, and this is my interpretation. So, what I'm reading here, and I've said that five different ways, so I'm just going to get to my point. Ichabod's <laughs> fear was in his past. He was afraid um, in that that moment in his childhood when his friend was killed, mm-hmm. he was he was afraid. Then it was his first brush with evil. Yes, and apparently that stayed with him all this time. Because at the beginning of this episode, Pandora asks basically what the witnesses fear. Yeah, what do they fear? Because she's presumably going to use that against them. So to to bring that full circle, what I'm seeing is Ichabod's fear is in the past. Yep. But is she saying that Abby's fear is being alone? That's what I got from it. Okay. That was a long way for me to go to get to that yeah. point. But yeah. there it is. Is that what we're supposed to get from this scene? Yeah, I guess. Okay. And part of that, I guess, is Abby's dad leaving her. I yeah. Guess, I guess it's not being alone necessarily. It's having everybody she loves leave. Okay. And right after okay. Ichabod left her over the... No, you know, he didn't. He came back. He, he didn't came leave back. her. He, he didn't back, leave her. He just went on vacation. Um, that we don't know who paid for. Uh, so, so we go to the bar. It was me. And, um, Joe is going through his dad's stuff. And, um, he's absolutely, he's trying, he keeps trying to find a reference to the shard and why people give a shit about it. And he, he came up with nothing. And, um, Jenny thinks that Sophie is more than just a hired gun, which goes into your theory. And, um... But Joe doesn't believe that Sophie worked for his dad. Well, Jenny says that she, she was, she says, I was the one he told everything or so I thought. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, because he told you all about Abby. He told you all about, you know, his theory about that she was a witness. Yeah. There were some secrets he did not tell you, honey. Yeah. You just forgot about them. That's a whole, that's a, that's a plot hole. Yeah. Glaring. Yeah. Uh, but we do find out that Joe uh, Joe tells uh, Jenny that no matter where this leads them, he's with her. So this is this is the point where I this was the scene where I was saying maybe she was Corbin's daughter. Yeah. So so she's, she has the picture of her mm-hmm. that they took. So I'm guessing she's going to get Abby to, to do run. facial recognition or something. Yeah. She's some. Hey, she's got a sister that works for the FBI. They've got all kind of resources oh, now. Yeah. Um. She needs to go hit on the forensics chick. She does. Get real friendly with Get her. Get Danny on their side. They need to write that in. Are y'all listening out there, the writers? Of do course Do I need they to tweet are. that to them? You should. You should probably okay. do that. And so uh, Abby goes and visits Reynolds and uh, in his office. And she's like, I need a rain check for dinner because she ain't dating your ass. And uh, he's like, yeah, I don't blame you after the day you've had. But he congratulates her. And um, he offers her a drink instead. Which, you know, at this point... I do not blame her for accepting. I do not either. And um, Abby's like, you know, we used to be equals. But we ain't. At the old academy. 
And he's like, uh, you're just as good an agent as I am. And she gives a face. And I took that to mean uh, I'm better, bitch. Well, Because yeah. she is. Abby's better than everybody. She's the best there ever was. But yeah, he, uh, he says that he's just a few years ahead of her. But they were in training together. Yeah, I guess he means on the career path because he's already a supervisor. But well, still, that doesn't make a whole lot. They've been out of the academy for like for like uh, four months. Four or five months. Yeah. Now, I've and I think we dis- I think I discussed this. I had this idea in like our the when he first showed up is that he probably had higher ranking before he got to the academy. Yeah. That it's possible that he has a higher level of education. Maybe he worked for another um, another agency or something that would maybe, give him a boost up. Yeah, maybe he was in military intelligence. Maybe yeah, something, something previous to going to Quantico um, that gave him the leg up. Yeah. Because that's a thing that could happen. But give us the line of dialogue that explains it. Yeah. It yeah. just really bugs me. They were in training together, but now he's a supervisor. Something like, yeah, Abby, you know the only reason I got promoted is because I was I was in naval intelligence. Or I was I involved. Before I went to the FBI or whatever. Yeah. Or because I was involved in that one case that, that really broke my career. What, something. Or, you know, my dad worked at the Pentagon. Give him the, give it to us the link. you continually remind me that they were equals like five months ago and now they're not. Yeah. It feels and years weird. ahead of her? Yeah. It makes no sense at all, and they really need to clean that up. Yeah. And um, he, uh, you know, he says that they can do, um, they can do a lot working together. And, um, but he's like, I don't want what happened between us at the Academy to get in the way. And Abby is very relieved, and she agrees. Because it was on her, yeah, it was on her mind, that too. That was bothering so, her, yeah. At least we got that cleared up. Yes. He doesn't want to date her, it sounds like. Thank God, because don't. But he also, it it's also coming across that he is going to be very focused on career, career, mm-hmm. career. And some shit's going to hit the fan. Yep. And they're going to need him to believe. Yep. They're setting it up. Yeah. I hope. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a nice little. I think it'll um, be fun. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a little Frank Irving-y. It, it will. It will. Um, so instead of, instead of going out to dinner with him, she goes home to her Ichabod. He really <sighs> should be in the hospital, but I yeah, was, I he, was, he really should. I was reading somewhere this morning though, that he doesn't even have a birth certificate. That's a what good, is she going to do? Well, Bring, no, he take has, him in. he has a forged passport. Well, in order for him to become a U.S. citizen, he needs some kind of He's proof traveled he in and out of the U.S. So, I mean, apparently his documents are good. So, why didn't they take him to a hospital? Don't know. I fully expected her to walk into a hospital. I did, too. So, Because forget the disease. He's not even in a bed. He's on the couch. Forget the injection of the disease. But he was, he has a he puncture stabbed, wound yeah. in the abdomen. Yeah. He lost blood. Yep. It got sucked out of him. But she does have the whole IV hooked up. So did Joe Corbin run over and... Oh, maybe Joe patched him up. But why didn't they say? Because, see, this was my exact thing when when they went to uh, Nelson's apartment, is what I said to you. I was like, if he gets... If Ichabod gets hurt on the job, which is exactly what happened, Mm -hmm. how are they supposed to explain the why he was there so maybe it's completely unofficial maybe it's maybe that's why because he's reynolds, at home. reynolds didn't say anything about i'm sorry your partner got or your your consultant or your friend or whatever got hurt yeah 
maybe this is completely off the books. Maybe. And maybe Joe came over and treated. I wish they would have told us that. Yeah. Like, I wish Abby would have said, listen, I'm really sorry we couldn't put you in the hospital. But, you know, I don't want them. We don't want them asking questions. Something. At least we know. At least we know a good EMT. Mm-hmm. So if they come back, like, say, in the next episode. Although, you know, wounds tend to heal overnight. That's true. On it TV. Is um, just don't get shot. Yeah. Oh, was it, on, it was on Gotham. No, yeah. you can get shot. Just don't you can't get, get stabbed. stabbed. Whoops. Ichabod got stabbed. Oops. So, yeah. I was very concerned. But, yeah, stab wound and all that blood loss mm-hmm. yeah. although abby apparently has a convenient iv bag hanging in her living room now so yeah whatever um so abby uh tells ichabod about pandora appearing to her and um they come to the conclusion that she's trying to raise fear in sleepy hollow for some reason because they don't know about her fear plant and um ichabod uh is like they're gonna have to find out why and they're gonna have to stop her because their witnesses and that's what they do and he gets all sleepy but before he goes to sleep he says he's glad that he and abby found each other again Mm. and my little heart was happy and cried at the same time (laughs) they do fist bump they do oh a very like druggy fist fist bump this is the fist bump redemption oh my god it was beautiful because with the explosion he he weakly holds up his and he can't even see her because she's behind him and he's just like he holds his little fist up and she bumps it and it's beautiful. Well, he does the whole... Yeah. He does a little explosion. Because <laughs> he's so drugged. It's he's great. He's so drugged. It's awesome. And so uh, our last scene is Pandora watching Abby in her little fountain Creepy. of viewingness. What have we talked about stalking? Stalking is bad and I don't have care if you're supernatural or not. Just nothing. don't do it. Have we learned nothing about stalking in this episode? Clearly we have not. Maybe maybe our listeners have, but the characters have not. I hope that our listeners have learned do not stalk people. Yeah. Stalking it's, is bad. It's not cool. And... um. The uh, tree gets another one of its blooms. Like I said, the blooms are apparently important. And it's um, not the tree itself. It's the little flowers. Yeah. And Pandora says that it's perfect. <laughs> She's a good mom. Perfect. She's a very good mom. She's a very She's good very mom. Nurturing. She's very supportive and nurturing of her baby fear tree blossom. Thing. Um, so if we back up just a bit. Yeah. Uh, it was malaria. Malaria, yes. That was what he was infected with. They apparently were carrying around two little things of blood with malaria in it. That we don't know where the hell they got it from. Yeah, and why malaria? And Ichabod's randomly put somebody else's blood in himself. Uh, yeah, I just... That's infected with malaria. Yeah. Um, but he mentions the siege of Charleston. Yes. Where the uh, Patriots had built up a resistance to malaria. Yes. And the British were falling ill and dying. Yep. And that actually happened. Yeah, it did. So they got right there at the end. They pulled it back around. <laughs> oh my god! So like this was really good if I didn't think about it too hard. But the second I <laughs> or started, at all? the second I started thinking about like how are these murders linked? What about this outbreak business? How is it that they're coming up with these theories of Pandora's fear? Yeah, and they know all about. She knows about Ichabod's. Ch- wow, that was such a huge leap. Yeah. So if you don't think about it too hard, it's a great. <laughs> it was good or if you didn't you know look into the whole murder thing too long yeah but we're not going back to the founding fathers every single episode anymore adams did get a mention yeah and so did jefferson yep but because you gotta mention jefferson <laughs> you gotta talk about the x you do um but beyond that 
it wasn't all about Washington sent me on this mission and no and thank the writer gods above for it not being Betsy Ross and I were children together oh thank you <laughs> so I guess that goes back into I know we had talked about um, Nikki Reed as Betsy Ross is a title character now like she's she's in the, the opening credits yeah that does not mean she will be in every episode because if we right. look back at Jenny and Frank, they were not in every episode. No, they, they were, were not. The neither neither was Henry. Yeah. And neither so, was Katrina. Yeah. And she was always in the opening credits. Yes. So, um, I feel a little bit better about that, but that still means we're going to get a whole lot of Betsy Ross. She's still, I'm thinking we're going to, I'm just so worried that Pandora is going to poof. There she is. Just to fuck with just them. Just to fuck with them. Yeah. That's so. going to be upsetting. Whatever. But all in all, it was a, it was a decent episode. I think it was unsatisfying I've, They've to me. had worse. Yeah, I think it was unsatisfying for me because if you're going to... Like, if you have a fictional option and you bring in Jack the Ripper and you're... To me, you have the option of saying who Jack the Ripper is and making it that, that your reality. Um... Because th- that's half the mystery for me is who the fuck he was, and they didn't do that. No, and I'm they like, didn't what go a down that opportunity. They didn't go down that. Yeah, that lane. That's that that road mm-hmm. um, with Jack Thor, which so many shows do. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of hoping because remember, I I want. Right before the show came on, I was like, oh, it's the Jack the Ripper episode. we had heard they were going to do something with Jack the Ripper. And, and we I was were like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm excited. I was so excited, but then it fell flat. Yeah. And they brought so much other garbage into it because there's so many different ways you can go with Jack the Ripper. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because there's so little is known about him and he's so famous. Yeah. Everybody knows about Jack the Ripper and Whitechapel and whatnot so. yeah and i thought they were going to go the spring hill spring hill jack yeah you did route, um who never even got a mention who never even got a mention because that was more seen of like a malevolent spirit mm-hmm. in london and it predates yeah. jack the ripper but you looked it up and it was not by much uh 1863 yeah was the first sighting quote unquote yeah. sighting um so uh because i thought okay that would be a way to tie it back through <laughs> sorry um through the 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 centuries but he didn't go back that far no um because spring hill jack is kind of interesting too yeah so but eh. they didn't go that way because yeah. you thought they were going to go the jack route but they went the ripper yes which they totally made up yes although there was another ripper um because i told you I was, i've got this list of serial killers uh, there was another blank the ripper another rip ripper let me find him <laughs> but yeah i i i like if they were going to do full Jack the Ripper, I wanted them to do full Jack the Ripper. Um, Andreas Bichel okay. was the Bavarian Ripper okay. in 1806 to 1808. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that was a while back. Thomas Neil Cream. He was allegedly confessed to be Jack the Ripper. Okay. Before his execution by hanging in 1892. Although he was in prison at the time of the Ripper murders. Oh, well, there you go. Mm, There was the Mangua killer. Okay. um, And somebody once proposed... He was in Nicaragua uh, in 1889. Oh, wow. um, And Trevor Marriott proposed that they were... Him and Jack the Ripper were the same person. And so he traveled. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... 
Frederick Bailey Deming was also a possible identity for Jack the Ripper. But there was somebody else actually called... Something the Ripper. Ripper. Oh, uh, Joseph Vocher mm-hmm. in 1894 to 1897 uh, was known as the French Ripper or the Ripper of Southeast. Oh. That was in France. Uh, George Chapman was also a suspect of Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard his name before. Yeah, so there's several people. I kind of, and I don't know how I thought they were going to do a real Jack the Ripper episode with Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, it was a bit of a reach to even begin with. Yeah, I was just really excited because it was Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah. So I think I'll just have to get my Jack the Ripper fix when Assassin's Creed has their uh, Jack the Ripper storyline in Syndicate, so... Yeah, I have to actually buy that. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah. I hope you can play it early on when it's out next week because I want to play it immediately. Well, we'll have to say my schedule has been so crazy. Yeah. So overall, I thought it was okay if I didn't think about it too hard. I did like the, uh, the, the Jenny that they're continuing to give her stuff to do. Well, I was glad to see them cross paths. Yeah, that did my heart so much good to see them brief each other because they've been such a separate storyline all along yeah and now they're but they're talking to each other so yeah i just i love the sisters so much yeah that's a great relationship so we it's shall tough. we shall see if we find out that sophie is another sister or not yeah <laughs> so all right um so we're gonna put a bunch of links in the show notes yes um and, and we're gonna link to the fic wrecks we got as well so we want to know what you guys think get get your sophie theories in before next week airs yeah we want to hear some sophie er- er- errors sophie errors sophie mm-hmm. errors uh theories yes uh you can email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at randomtcasts or on tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com and if you can't remember all of that you can check out our website at randomtpodcast.com where all of our pertinents are located yes and you can check out our other podcasts while you're there. You can indeed, because we also do Gotham. And we're also doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And we're doing some random movies. And this afternoon, we're going to record Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it's our Halloween uh, movie extravaganza. <laughs> I'm excited. It'll be fun. I love that movie. So great. So, yeah. Um. So, yes, please do let us know what yeah. you think about Sophie. I'm very curious to see if anybody else... Uh, clued in on the fact that she might be related in one way or another right. to Abby's real dad or Abby's actual dad who was there and took care of her. Or which one? Which way are you leaning? Yeah. We can take a vote. Corbin Mills. We can take a vote. Yeah. We'll see. We're going to add tally it up. See what and people do you think, think it was uh, Corbin and Mills together and there was Mpreg involved? I mean, I'm telling that's, you. I'm, that's a valid vote. I'm really going Mpreg. <laughs> really thinking. There was a coffee shop Mpreg AU. Yeah. In there. Anyway. Unless you think Abby's mom had a thing with Corbin. (gasps) I just thought about that. No, you're making it worse. I know I did make it worse. Please make it not hurt. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. So. Make other things make more sense. Wow. No wonder she'd be pissed at Corbin. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. And why Corbin felt so much younger than them. 
Yeah, she that is. That would kind of make Corbin a little bit of a douche then. Oh, yeah, it would. Ooh. But we are supposed to see him in flashbacks more this season. Yeah. So, I don't know. I hope they explain stuff. Yeah, they better. They got some explaining to do. Yes, they do. So, uh, so anything else before we sign off? No, nope, I got nothing. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.